All right. Well, we're 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 back. No, that was off. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't cut it out. Don't cut it out. Let let people experience my shame. Turing Giants podcast episode number two zero six. Welcome back, everybody. And if you're a new listener, welcome. It's a little corner of the internet when we talk about Juve and and uh, make a lot of mistakes in production. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most, and I'm joined by my good friends, Dave and Dash. Hey. I feel like there should be like a I feel like there should be like a Disney music after that. Dave and Dash. Uh, we here's our standard music. Oh, Ooh, look at that. Yeah, or we borderline ASMR this stuff. Yeah, we kind of like whisper right. into the uh, listeners' ears with him and just be like, hey, thanks for watching the David Dash show, the Double Ds. And, uh, we'll catch you on <laughs> the next <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get some business out of the way. Uh, this is, like I said, episode number 206. And thank you so much for being with us. I know there's so many choices in Juventus Entertainment, but we are, we're humbly back and uh, we welcome you to the longest-running Juventus podcast in English. This is, that's, I know that's a lot of categories, but we gotta we got to get it where we... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, that's you well, in, the English-speaking world is the largest-speaking world, so you, you've, dominated, you've dominated the largest market. Season number nine, baby. Yeah. Uh, so this is a little lull between Christmas and New Year's, and we're just sitting here and chatting. Uh, Dave literally had to get me out of bed. He's like, dude, <laughs> when are we recording? That's my that's my right hand man here. Uh, they of course run our YouTube channel, which you guys are most welcome to uh, to subscribe. We are trying to get a thousand a thousand subscribers by New Year's. I don't know if that's really possible, but let's oh, we're try. At, we're at nine oh one, but let's uh, let's nine oh one. Yeah, send, yeah. Send the bots. Send the bots. Everybody. Got, <laughs> we got ninety nine problems actually, right now. I just realized you can see my whole my whole kids room so we'll just do this <laughs> uh this this will be available on youtube as well and the podcast is on all podcast platforms please follow us on twitter at Juve podcast at Turin giants that's regard uh, that's the uh account dedicated to our clothing line which i will talk about a little later if you're on youtube check this shiz out oh yeah i got the pink there. one too um they're nice that pink one's pretty sweet pink i like that i like the black one too uh, as a matter of fact, let's let's just let's just get it out of the way now. You can get a fifteen percent off discount until midnight. Oh, nice! Look at you, Dave is showing the the actual hoodie photos on on YouTube. Uh, you can get fifteen percent off until December thirty first midnight. So exciting! Little the, the the discounts work. Yeah, I've I've learned that running a running a clothing business people love the discount so we're giving you 15 percent off um there's not i mean there's there's some stuff to talk about but this is kind of like easing into the the new season which is coming up coming up soon uh we've got a couple of interesting news regarding our fan club uh dave anything on youtube can you can you give us a little plug plugarino yeah, we've been quiet over the holidays. I mean, we've had to spend some time with our family too, uh, for better or worse. <laughs> you know that yeah. we just discussed that earlier. Sometimes it's a little stressful, but I mean, hey, we all have fun. It's always good visiting our family, but we're getting back to work starting with this episode right here. And yeah. January 4th is the first game. So we're just talking days away before we're right back at her. And of course, we're going to make that push to 1,000. 1,000 subscribers basically unlocks YouTube for us and we can do all the cool things we can give you the emojis and 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 just all those little extras so 
Uh, if you haven't already, you have emojis. Well, you didn't tell us that. Yeah, well, we can do our own custom stuff. So if I want to have something stupid about Dash or, you know, make fun of myself, uh, I mean, we, we both regularly wear plaid, so we can have, we can just plaid this place up. And uh, yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> the, the boys are doing so much work. It's like, it, they des- they basically deserved it, your uh, your attention and we'll be adding more shows like this was um this was a pretty successful experiment so far so we'll be adding more shows and uh we got more hosts and if you if you would like to host a show on youtube if you can bring us something different uh something unique please reach out like these Absolutely. Dave literally dave literally wrote to me on twitter and he has he's been running the youtube channel quite successfully dash is a worthy freaking sidekick man he's he's i don't even know who's a sidekick anymore you guys are doing no i'd say it's the we're co-hosts it's equal you know equally awesome work i mean i'm just here to say dumb stuff and dash actually knows what he's talking about so together you know it's good i can listen to dash for hours Um, uh he does have a sultry voice doesn't he (laughs) you guys are awesome um we got some questions from the audience we'll talk about can, can we talk about the World Cup for a couple of minutes? Yeah, Absolutely, why not? That was fun, right? <clears throat> it was, actually. I, I did we, have a lot of fun. <clears throat> uh, recency bias. I've heard a lot of people, especially I've heard from people who never really watched the World Cup, only like later stages, like these American fans. Yeah. The, um, this was not the biggest World Cup as far as surprises and underdogs. They've been, they've been better and more upsets. There've sure. been a few here. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, we, we've seen Senegal win against France in the opening game after world after France were champions the previous uh, World Cup, you know. So we've seen some pretty good surprises, but this one was this one was a great great World Cup. What do you guys think? Yeah, Dash, go for it. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> I was, you know, the thing is, I think the final was probably, and I think that's what the recency bias, I think everyone's going to be like, because of the final, oh my God, this is the greatest World Cup ever, where it's like, it was kind of a lull, if you think about it. Even like the upsets weren't really exciting upsets, like, uh, and, and I'm not going to knock Morocco, like credit to those guys, but like, I could not watch their games enthusiastically. <laughs> Interesting. Like, like if it, if it wasn't for this, like having to analyze the game so I could talk about it on here. I probably would have turned it off. Like the Portugal Morocco game was an absolute dumpster fire. In my opinion, I was sitting there I, the second Morocco scored the goal. I was like, yeah, turn the TV off guys. This is going to be one zero the entire game. And everyone's like, Oh, come on. Ronaldo!" I'm like, trust me. It's, it's, it's done. But yeah, I mean, there's, mm. there's a lot of tactics that I saw at this world cup where like it puts a leg ball and it makes a leg ball look like it's the greatest thing on the planet. Cause it's like, it, it's like Syria in the eighties. Uh, a lot of these national teams are playing like Syria tactics yeah, in the eighties, where but... it it was heave and pray, or like for example, play for a set piece, and then like everybody goes all out for the set piece. If they score it, everyone goes back. And I saw a yeah. lot of it where it kind of takes away from the upsets. Where you know, like I remember the previous upsets where we saw, like for example, the Senegal and France. It wasn't really more so like those teams, you know, getting the cheap goal and sitting back. It was just kind of like picking it was like a boxing match the older games like the 90s the earlier 2000s where it's like you know i'm gonna give some light jabs over here and then i'm gonna hit with the haymaker where it's like the 2022 world cup tactically i felt like it was 
I'm putting my guard up the entire time and I'm just waiting for you to be gassed. And then I just hit you with one punch. And if for me, tactically, it kind of bored the hell out of me, but you know, there was some good upsets. I mean, those teams do have to do that. You can't deny that's sometimes the quality is so much, so much better. Some of these European teams, you know, Asian and African and, and, you know, South American teams, sometimes they just have to, and it worked, man. I mean, some of the games were upsets because the weaker team sat back and kind of absorbed it. I and, don't know. And I mean, I'm I think gonna... you're just I think you're just a hater. <laughs> I guess so. No, but I, hey, I, he's I, I agree though. It, there were so many boring games within within the whole month of it though, the whole thing. Yeah. You know? I, I I love Japan. Like I was impressed with Japan. Like you know, Japan mm. kind of did the same thing too, but like the Shout thing is, is like, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And here's a funny tidbit. So uh, Japan's coach. So Japan usually fires their coach after every World Cup. This is the first time in Japanese football history where they're they're retaining their head coach. So uh, just because of the performances that he put in. But the thing is, like with Japan, it was kind of like they 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 were an intense team where it was just jab, 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 and then they saw the opportunity, boom, haymaker. They knocked out uh, or they beat Germany and they beat Spain. Um, there, there was like other teams too, where like they had it, where it was like those, like, I was curious to see it. Like, for example, the United States, I was actually curious to see what they would do. Like, even though like most of the time they were underdogs and they played like underdogs, but like there, if, and I think if Timothy Wea learned how to finish properly, I think oh, they would have God. a lot more, they would have a lot more goals than they would, you know, mm-hmm. overall. But like, that, that's the same thing too. Like I thought the U S and Japan both came at it where, they knew that they were the underdog, but I don't give a damn. I'm still coming at you. Like that's that's the All one right. thing that I appreciated about both those guys. But like Morocco and Croatia, on the other hand, credit to them, not knocking what they did. I mean, they they took advantage of what they saw and they did what they had to do. But like for them, when I'd watch them play, I'm just kind of like, ah, oh. I'm like, oh, I'm only at minute fifty five. Damn. And then it's like, <laughs> and that's like that's. Dash is busy. He has he's got places to go. Yeah. Well, you know, I was watching it while at work too, so I had my phone up and then in the office, like but that I final, know. man, I, I caught myself watching celebrations and highlights like a week into after the final. It, <laughs> it, it was the greatest thing. it was I I I only wish I went to a bar with more people. I feel like it would be but organizing in you know your thirties, people just don't want to do stuff. I, yeah. I got people up. <laughs> At eight thirty in the morning, we were at the at the pub, you know, at the at the nice. at the bar. It was a lot of fun, but uh, the atmosphere, uh, man, it matters to me a lot. I love being in places where, and that's why, and I'm gonna talk about the fan club also. That's why I started the fan club because I, I love watching by myself. Oh, cool with that, and my with my family and all. But I love having people around me and reacting to, you know, moments in the game and the goals. So uh, speaking of fan clubs, we are here in Chicago, uh, are now official as a fan club. We've paid the dues, collected uh, the minimum amount of members, which is going to obviously it's going to grow by a lot. So if you guys know Giovanni, our uncle from the Juve podcast, Turin Giants podcast, uh, me and him decided to get together. He's kind of the paper man. He's a he's a smart corporate type. I'm. I'm the guy who will be organizing the fun events. And uh, if you're in Chicago, please reach out. And if you will be visiting uh, sometime soon, let us know. Uh, yeah, authorized by Juve. Um, just got to stay got to stay good boys. They, they'll kick you out for anything. So you, you have to be um, 
on your best behavior. I'm really looking forward. I think our first meeting will be uh, game against Atalanta on the 22nd. So Chicago needed a big club. We we did have one. It wasn't official. I met a lot of friends through uh, when I when I moved here from L.A. But I ran the club in L.A. It was not official. And then Saeed took it over and became became an official club. So now we're we'll definitely be partnering with them. And uh, it's always fun to watch with someone, especially if you're if you're if you got no other UF fans. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram at Touring Giants or Twitter or whatever. Just just Google. I'm pretty sure you can Google Juventus fan club of Chicago and we'll be naming it after Marquisio. I already reached out to him. He follows me on Instagram. I wrote to him. He did not write back, but <laughs> he, he knows he knows that the club will be named after him, which I think is pretty cool because he's our generation sort of uh, someone we saw come up from academy and retire with the club. So there could be uh, there couldn't be a, another person I would name it after. Del Piero is still my favorite player of all time, but uh, Marquisio is a close second. So those are exciting news. Um, shall we get into actual Juventus things and Juventus stuff? About time. It's only been a month, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> we had to catch up, man. Um, it's been a lot. I mean, we've been we've been away for a while, and I'm glad we took. Oh, just, just to prove it, there it is: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Those are all old ones. If you can, if you can do JOFC, the the official. If you can type that in. Juventus. That's Toronto. That's okay. Nope. Toronto. We got to work on your uh, search engine optimization. It seems. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it it literally became official yesterday. How oh, do you it's say new. Toronto? It's brand new. Okay. Dave, Dave, how do you say Toronto? Not okay, Tor- Toronto. Toronto. Like you talking about like Toronto, right? I'm I'm from Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, like Toronto. like I like I'm Slack. Toronto. I'm yeah. I I mean, <laughs> Tor- Toronto's funny because they'll say Toronto when they say their own name, but then they'll say like. Uh, kittens and mittens, like they're stuck up English. Like, have you seen my mittens? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. where, where are you guys from? Who are you? You know, I'm I'm a little bitter. I just spent a few days in Toronto. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, yeah, that yeah, place, that like, place, that place cramps my style. That's, 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 that's a normal <laughs> thing too. It's like because whenever we're doing a show and you like look at Dave's face and he just kind of looks frustrated and I'm like Toronto, <laughs> and he's like Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it a little overrated as far as cities? Because I heard uh, Montreal is just unreal. No, no. Yeah, I, I mean, so Toronto, Toronto's your typical. It's the financial capital, the the powerhouse financially, right? So it's a lot more corporate in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, similar, can okay, compare one. I don't know if you beat to Frankfurt, Germany, and Frank, oh, sure. Frankfurt's yeah, like everywhere. very like clean and corporate, and Munich, for instance, is going to be like way more hip. So it's kind of like that I, comparison. I've been to the Frankfurt airport like five times. Probably. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I never time I'm in Europe, I, I'm in Frankfurt for whatever. <laughs> you know, you know, it's a funny thing too. It's like you... it's Fra- Frankfurt. It's like it's like a friend they force on you. It's like no, I don't want to go to Frankfurt. Nope, you gotta you gotta make a stop over there. But we when we went to Baku this last summer, uh, we went through Istanbul. God damn, what a what a! I went through there man. once too. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, a wild man. place. Oh, I of course though the Tur- I, I finally because I never actually been to Turkey outside of the the airport. But man, Turkish coffee stuff. That stuff is legend. Dude, yeah. Turkish what? Coffee. Coffee? Oh, yeah. so uh, it's sweet, right? No, it's oh. it's it's like oh, it's the not... next level past espresso. 
Oh, but, wow. the, but then they'll give you like pistachio bac bacala or something like that with it. Oh, or yeah, yeah, the light. So something. that sweetness, the bitter and the sweet, it's so amazing. I Gosh, love it. Yeah, baklava. I mean, it's New Year's Eve soon, so that's the entire Eastern European community. I mean, my oh, mom man, was yeah. like, yeah, we got to make some. And I was like, yeah, I know. I, I lose my mind over that stuff, especially yeah. if it's like homemade fresh, like still dripping with honey. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Kill yeah. For it. So like, because you right. said pistachio, we do walnuts. I'll be yeah, that's the other walnut. style too. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, pistachio. It's it's so funny. If I were better at memes, I'd make a meme. Uh, just, just a Turkish chef. Just they throw everything, and and at the end, always followed by a bunch of pistachios. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's put a butter, a, a bunch of butter, and a bunch of pistachios. Anyway, I have I have zero issues with that. Again. But yeah, okay, Juve. So, <laughs> Juve is back. We were of course left on a cliffhanger. Uh, last game was was like. We won six in a row. Is that correct? I should have probably yeah. did a little six research. Clean, but... Six clean sheets in a row as well. Ooh, that's that's a hell of a record. That's I have just uh, man just makes you think about all those points we dropped. Mm -hmm. And um could this be last four or five months of push for for a for a super upset? Do you guys think do you remember that that season when we were minus 18 or something off the first spot? And we I called it the the FU scudetto because <laughs> it was yeah, I mean, it was, there's no way we would win it. And it was like the, the one that we want seventh in a row. I think that was the seventh one. Yeah, 15, or the sixth yeah. one. Yep. 15, 16. Is that correct? Yep. yep that's it. Yeah, is that, uh, is that think... the one? 92, 93 points? No, no, it wasn't that one. That was, that was, no, that's years. obviously the opposite. Yeah. Two years later. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like 86 or so. Um, do you, do you guys think th that would be if we were to win? And I, I, am, I understand it's probably still a lot of work to be done and a lot of upsets and a lot of dropped points by the opponents. But if you, do you think this would be a more impressive Scudetto or, or the one back? In so I would, I would say this one's going to be more impressive. Uh, two reasons. One, uh, transitioning squad and two, a more competitive mm -hmm. Serie A. So um, previously, because it's the 15th, 16, yeah, we were transitioning, but we were transitioning out of Tevez, Pirlo and... Uh, Vidal. Those were the three main players that you lost, but you still had Benucci, Chiellini, Barzagli, uh, Lichtensteiner, Evra, and all those guys. Like You still had your, your backbone, because those guys were the backbone. And the league was a lot weaker back then, Bone. I think. Bone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the thing is, is back then the league wasn't as competitive, because you really only had Sarri's yeah. Napoli, and yeah. that was maybe year two into a Sarri ball. Uh, but this season... With a surging Napoli again. Ironically, so the thing is, is at this point in 15-16, and this point where we're at in the season, we we're minus 10 from Napoli, and we came back and won. So, possible. Um, I think I think it's going to be a lot more easier this time ago because Napoli has a lot more competitive teams to play against versus back then uh, than uh, now. So there's a more opportunity for drop points. But uh, to be honest with you guys, January is going to dictate where we're going. Um, if we if we string together and we keep rolling, um, I say we push for it. And the Napoli game is going to be huge. If we beat Napoli, I believe it's the second or third the game. Thir I think it's the third game. In. Third game. Yeah. yeah. So it's like two and a half weeks from now. So if we're to beat Napoli, uh, that would give us a better picture because in theory it would be seven. We'd be seven points behind Napoli. Uh, but I'm pretty sure between the craziness of the winter break, someone's going to drop points. It's it's normal because. You've been playing friendlies, but friendlies and actual Serie A games, especially trying to maintain that intensity, is hard. So that's going to be well. The sad thing is, I don't think Juve can can come out of this break uh, with with the intensity we need. 
Yeah, we've seen, we've seen, I mean, just today, you know, that 1-1, I, I didn't really watch the game, but I can't imagine it was a, it was a blockbuster. You know, it's, I, I feel like other teams will come out swinging harder than us, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I don't know. You can't really judge 100% by what happened today because Absolutely. The, first, the first half was... But I choose to. Okay, sure. uh, I, I, all right. Well, I, I did actually uh, catch no, a lot right. of the game. And it, it, was two, it was two halves. The first one was the senior guys and just kind of having a warm-up. And the second half was the youngsters trying to prove themselves. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it is what it is. It was a, a, it was a friendly... We won the last one against Arsenal. We were happy about it. It was all the youngsters. Again, they were trying to prove themselves. But today, yeah, the first half, we, just, we played like crap. It was the guys, I mean, a lot of these guys too, uh, coming off World Cup or just just their holiday break, right? They probably had a few glasses yeah. of wine. And, and so, <laughs> Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Dash. I got to yeah. Google something. So, Because the thing is, is, my thoughts about today's game was, I'm pretty sure the training staff in Allegri was like, hey, like, take it 50%. Your guys are going to only play 45, 50 minutes. Just get some movement in your legs. Don't do anything too crazy. Don't be too ambitious. Save your bodies because, again, we're going to be needing it in five days, five, six days from now. So just take it nice and light and go from there. Because as of right now, we don't even have anybody as a right back. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the, the management or the coaches were just like, hey, nice and slow. Um, on the other hand, for the youngsters, because I know I saw this a lot and I've been seeing this a lot over the past couple weeks uh, for the friendlies. A lot of people are like, oh, man, the youngsters are doing better than the first teamers and yada, yada, yada. And my thing is, is guys. This is the first time in Juventus's history where we're actually bringing in under 23 players to the first team. So, like, for example, Moretti, uh, Illing Jr., because Illing Jr. renewed, and he's officially been promoted to the first team as well. So That's fantastic. Uh, so a lot of these youngsters, and then I believe Yiditz as well, uh, he's on the under-19 squad, but his next renewal is going to put him in the first team uh, just because of his... The kid's scoring four or five goals a game in the under-19s. Like, this kid's an absolute monster. Yeah. So... Uh, because Benfica's after him, and I think Juve is going to promote him just so Benfica don't uh, poach him from us. Because technically they can, because he's a youth player. So Benfica's first team is after Yiditz. And uh, if you guys know anything about Benfica, they'll take a player for ten, fifteen million, and then sell him for one hundred fifty million. Um, <laughs> Enio Fernandez, uh, I believe he's one of the players. He's the Argentinian midfielder they got, or their striker yeah. that he got. They got him for ten million in June, and now they're going to sell him to make Chelsea. A lot of money, man. For, yeah, so. Uh, my thing is, is guys, is um, this is a good sign if you see your youngsters balling out, uh, especially yeah. in these friendlies. Because the thing is, is again, club goals we're transitioning to essentially kind of like a, a Juventus version of La Masia, where we're bringing in players from yeah. the youth program and bringing them into the first squad. And again, over the last what ten years, twelve years, how many youth players can we say have gone through the first team and actually stayed with the squad outside of Marquisio? Nobody. <sighs> Because yeah, even because even Chiellini and Bonucci were all brought in from somewhere else, yeah. uh, either Fiorentina, um, I think, yeah, Chiellini came from Fiorentina, I believe, uh, back then. But yeah, like he, all of our players came from somewhere else, and they were kind of pre-established roles. Where it's like Illing Junior came in through the youth system, Moretti came in through the youth system. Technically, Fajoli, if we were to take out that one year at Cremonese, he came in through the youth system. So there's three mm -hmm. players, and then I think Sule, because, again, Sule is starting to make a strong case for himself to play as a winger. So that's four players that have a potential of breaking onto the first team. And the, and the plus side of that is also stuff that we don't see, the, the competitiveness and, 
and the culture of oh there's five players with crazy mindsets that look at these players advancing and they're thinking to themselves hey it's possible i got to do better yeah and i mean it's always been a weird thing how we don't promote the youth players because it's it's free money it's juventus culture because you can you can say that juve is one of those teams with their own culture obviously and yeah. if you instill that from from young age look at the like you just mentioned marquisio look at the players that that came up you know with, with that in the back of their minds it's once you create that strong player who's also loyal to you that's can't buy that and then think of it this way too guys so what teams have the best youth academies? Ajax, uh, Benfica, and then you could say, you could argue Barcelona, but like, think about this. If I'm a young prospect, if I'm 17, 18 years old, I'm looking at some, and I'm offered academy roles, whether it be Juventus, Ajax, PSV, uh, a lot of the Dutch squads, uh, and et cetera. Originally, I'm thinking to go to Ajax because Ajax, you have the best route to making a first team, best team or best way to become a professional. Or now, if I'm a youth star and I'm looking at Juventus where I'm like, ho, ho, wait a minute. They promoted five players in from their under-19s and under-23s to the first team. I have a shot here. I have a better shot here than, like, for example, Ajax because that that's the thing. And I think Juve is trying to model it like Ajax where these players, like, for example, and here's where it gets where it gets really lucrative for Juventus, is if, yeah, they're able to make players that are able to come out and become first-team players, and they sell them for 20, 30 million when they buy them for 50,000, 100,000, where you're starting to make consistent sales of 20, 25 million, 35 million for these youngsters that come in through the youth program. Because again, at the end of the day, these youngsters want a shot to be able to prove that they're first team players. And if Juve is bringing in more players from the youth program into the first team sector, you have, you essentially have a pipeline of players that come in. And then if you have a surplus, you sell them for profit, like Ajax does. And then, bada bing bada boom you start booming and let me let me make another excellent point um in today's game i feel like the the money muddles the water so much and the players are the players that you bring in for for big money they're just not that focused on your team they're always thinking of uh, of the next step uh, and especially in today's game, I feel like it's important to breed your own players. Like I said, first of all, it saves you hella money. And, and you, you know, like I said, you can't buy that sort of loyalty, uh, from, from a player, from, from a player who's just chasing that, that bag, you know, delict perfect example right there. Yeah. We've really yeah. turned on delict quick. <laughs> um yeah he's he's definitely become a pariah the last couple months did he did he though i'm still riding with him i don't know oh, yeah. right no, the tides are changing know. see my my thing for him in the world cup was that's, a big that's thing my boy for i can't i can't leave him i can't uh we like bremer bremer's better we love him more <laughs> but uh the thing with delict is like beast, the one thing that really threw me off was the comments that he allegedly made to van hall where he was like oh i can't play as a right center back i can't play as a back three i can't do this i can't do that but he like he requested to get benched um against argentina uh just because he didn't want to play as a right center back in a back three where i'm like yeah. like i'm like and this is allegedly guys this is all stuff and reports that we've read i don't know it's not you know source trust me bro but um the thing is is like for me that that's where i kind of lost it with delict where i'm like dude you're a $90 million defender. Have some yeah. balls. Like 
You can't play in a back three. You're 20 plus years old. Van Dyke can play in a back three and a back two. It doesn't matter. Van Dyke can play anywhere. And it's like, I, I don't understand it. Now I'm like sitting here and I, I remember making this argument in the live. So like the summer of 2019 with Frankie DeYoung young and uh, delict where everyone was like bought on the hype. And I personally think that both of them didn't fizzle out to what they were supposed to be. I'm not saying that they suck, but like, they're supposed to be like a 10, but they ended up being like a seven, maybe seven and a half at best. Where it's like, was that song with a, a three dressed up as a nine? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't <laughs> want to say that. Saying that there are three, that's just absolutely disrespectful. To no, them. no, but yeah. I, the song, I'm just going by the yeah, song. Yeah, no, I got you. But yeah, you know, and the thing is, it's like even Deluxe comments. <laughs> what are you drinking? What are you drinking over it's there? It's my homemade you, eggnog. You booze hound. <laughs> but yeah. I, the thing is, Delic's comments after he left really started to irritate me. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. All right. I'm like, ugh. All right. Let's move on. Uh, I got a list of injuries pulled up here. And it's it's definitely Everybody. shrinking. But it's definitely. No, it's definitely. At one point, I had to scroll my page up. So now it's. uh, How do you. Dude, I feel terrible. Cayo. Cayo Jorge or George or Jorge George. or Jorge. Yeah, you got it, George. Cayo George. This Which is one? the. George. Yeah, this Kyle is the one George. Dash knows how to pronounce. He mispronounces everyone else's name, but Kyle George, he gets right. <laughs> <laughs> so January 15th is his expected return. He missed 40 games. Pogba. Pogba uh, and then the, the rest of the players I'm going to name, expected return, just a big old question mark. Pogba, Vlaovic, God damn it. Cuadrado hmm, can be, you know, knee problem. He's 34. It's only going to get worse. Uh, Bonucci, 35, tear in the abductor muscle. Oh, that's um, what that was. Oof. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he missed zero games. Vlaovic missed zero games. Technically, they got injured. I don't even know when these people get injured. He was uh, playing Vla injured. Uh, Vlaovic has been injured since my birthday, December 3rd. Um, he he has his, – his reason is uh, – Pobelja. What the hell? It's a Paul in the groin. He, yeah, he pulled his grind essentially. Yeah, he's busy with the uh, second goalkeeper's <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Vlaovic. Damn, he's only 22. I thought he was like 24 by now. Man, just by the angry face. What's he's that? Got that? He's got that like uh, resting bitch face, that Serbian face. <laughs> where just he wants to rip you apart. Kick, <laughs> yeah, it puts a couple years on you. <laughs> speaking yeah. of speak, speaking of people who, who who trying to act tough, freaking. Uh, Paulo Dybala lifting the World Cup, man. That was oh, hey, he pulled a Bernadeschi. He got subbed in for penalties, <laughs> made a penalty, and was like, I'm like, hey, oh. I feel like just being on the World Cup squad, it's you, you deserve to be there. People will make jokes, but I'm, I was so happy for him. Well, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he put it to the sky towards his dad. I mean, how can you not love that? I mean, you the know? thing is, is he had to take uh, he had to take his permission slip and get it signed by his daddy, Lionel Messi, for him to go. I mean, Lionel Messi finally signed his permission slip, so. Why do you say that? Why are you so hateful? So today? It, it, it's not it's not me being hateful, but like, because the thing is, is like, I think because there's no there's no role for Dybala on that team. Like, it, it's like I honestly think like Messi's just like, yeah, we'll just take him because he's you know we can use him for penalties or something. But that's his problem. He's always kind of being yeah. nice to have, yeah, but not ever required. I, I feel like don't don't you think that's the mental part of the player where you you can never be okay with where you're at. Uh, yeah. he could be so much more, don't you agree? Yeah, in, in, sure. a, in a couple and, of sentences, and, 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 we'll that, and that's and that's my hate right there because <laughs> it's like, 
because the thing is is like dude you're like with us he was commanding a 10 million dollar salary and bro you're not even you're putting in a five million dollar effort yeah and that might even be generous because why he's making three isn't he yeah he's making like three plus three at roma look that up all right so 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 quickly uh just give me the scores and you know what i'm talking about in a second i won't i won't pipe in can somebody keep oh i guess i can keep the score if i if i had a pen and paper so what I want to do, I want to go through the fixtures that we, we will play in in January and see how many points Juventus can realistically uh, make from this game. So we're playing away at Cremonese on January 4th. Three points. Yeah, I'm going to say a 1-0-1. Yeah. It's going to be a shithouse one, but a 1-0-1. Yeah, well, Cremonese, remember the last game there. So yeah. it's definitely shithouser. Uh, Juventus Udinese. Playing at home, January seventh. I would say two nothing, Juve. Yeah, we get that one. Okay, uh, I'm I'm putting it in my phone here. Uh, oh, Napoli, Juve, Friday. I, I think we should, as a fan club, I think we should have that game as the as our opener uh, for sure. the official fan club. That'd January thirteenth. Why is this game on a Friday? Can somebody explain? Friday, January thirteenth, against Napoli at. Uh, you know, do we have a Copa game next? Is that why? I don't. I don't Go ahead. He's asking if we have a Coppa Italia. Because if we have like a Tuesday game, the, that's probably why. The, the next game is Coppa Italia on that, January yeah, uh, 19th. Why. Do you think you guys think we're losing against Napoli? No, because uh, what is it? Because it's January 13th and the Neapolitans are superstitious as hell. So like for them, they're all going to huh. psych each other out before the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I feel good with that one too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. So we're, playing, we're, we're playing at home, right? No. No, we're in Sao Paulo? Yes, I, would say a, I would say a tie. All right, one point. And then Coppa Italia, we're not going to count. Juventus Atalanta, January 22nd. What are oh, we these ones are always a toss-up, eh? Is, is this one in Bergamo? No, that would be no. one. I, I say I, we yeah, win that one. I yeah, we, 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 one. we do better. Like, man, away, yeah, I would say maybe it's a tough one, but we got this one. Because yeah. the thing is, Atalanta kind of lost their fangs. I, I don't see Atalanta as dangerous as they were a few years ago. Yeah, true. In Juventus, Monza. We got, we got to get those bastards back. Oh, sorry. Monza. Did. Yeah, Monza was the game I was thinking of. That was the definite shithousery one, not Cremonese. January 29th at 8 yeah. a.m. Uh, Central. Central. So we're at, we're at home. I say, I say we swap them like 4 nothing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, I think so too. Assuming it's so not 13 a points. 13 points is what we're aiming for for the um, – for the yeah. month of uh, month of January. Yeah, I would right. say I would say yeah, I would say for us to really sit there and think that we're in the Scudetto race, I think we need 13 points at least. Oh, and, for and that's sure. why for that's sure. why I'm giving Napoli the, the draw because I was trying to you know try to un, not undervalue yeah, it. Yeah, that was but, a safe. Yeah, just to do a safe, safe but yeah, for them, well. for them to have a shot at the Scudetto, they need 13 points. And there was the, I wish I saved it. There was. Forgot who it was when uh, somebody involved in Italian football, anyways, and he was calling. It's not <laughs> if someone on the podcast ever says, "I wish I would save this," or "I wish I had it pulled up." You know, it's never going to end in no, no, no. But okay, it's, it's, it didn't really matter who it was that was saying, but he was going on about like how sensual and sexy, and like he was using all these really creepy sexual terms to describe how Napoli was playing right now. I felt. It was a little rapey. Is he a Napoli fan? Clearly it was. He's was, like, it Car- was it Carlo by any chance? <laughs> no, it was one of those, like, I just woke up and I was uh, on the shitter going through my news feed. And it was, I mean, I got it was too early. You guys heard it from here first. Dave listens to podcasts while taking a shit. 
<laughs> it doesn't, man. I get most of my work done on the toilet, believe it or on not. The oh my god, man. I ain't that the truth. Once once you turn 26 years old, man, that's great. Yeah. I'll be in my office. Hey man, I tell these youngsters, man, hey, once you turn 21, birthdays are gonna be the most hated thing ever. What are you talking about? Because you just get older. Yeah. I don't know about okay, 20. I, I still enjoy them. Like I'm you know, I just had mine and it was fun. You know, you know, I love attention. And why not once a year? Okay. I love gifts too, man. I got this one, guys. Oh my god, this guy. Sabatini, oh, Napoli play erotic football. Oh. Yeah. Here it is. Napoli play erotic sensual football, precisely close to eroticism. Like, are you kidding me? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this was today's news. Here it is. Get nice and large for y'all. The the interviewer is like, sir, can you put your dick away, please? <laughs> Sure. What, what what's your left hand doing? Excuse me. Yeah. No. Move it. No. Yeah. So I, I mean that's that's what I woke up to today. Yeah. Anyways, we'll move on. I uh, I let's since you know we got a little break. I want to thank everyone for listening. Just in general, we're not saying bye yet. We got a couple minutes to go, but uh, every time I do this podcast and it's so fun and um, yeah. I feel like it's a, we're going to have a good rest of the year. We've got a lot of plans for YouTube, uh, clothing line, working on a couple more drops. And um, I, I am, I'm still trying to move a lot more of these El Capitano uh, hoodies. They've been doing well, but I feel like a lot, uh, many people haven't seen enough of that. I am definitely trying to do more marketing as far as touringgiants.com. Um they're if they're you, heavy if, material. They're they're nice. It's it's cold. They're pretty nice. It's almost it's January now, guys. I get one. Yeah, yeah your, your girlfriends nice. will you, love them. <laughs> I know. If if you're listening and if if you're good with Instagram and you like taking photos and stuff, I'll send you free stuff if you you know if we'll we'll talk. And if our you, head's if very enjoy, generous. If you he, enjoy. He yeah, I'm I'm losing money left and right. That's yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll give you stuff. He's super generous. So definitely take him uh, up on his offers. <laughs> <laughs> There's also awesome stickers on on TouringGiants.com. Go check them out. I got uh, Miretti and Bremer by by my friend Whiskey. Yes, but look at you, man. Maybe I should hire you. Yeah, these are <laughs> terrible photos. These, these are just um, uh, meant as as samples. But yeah, that's. Stickers are really, really cool, and people do enjoy them. Um, yeah, what should we wrap up with, boys? Oh, we got questions. Yeah, we do let's, have a few questions here. Let's, so let's burn through them real quick. Yeah, the first one. Uh, this is from Anish Mishra. Uh, we failed to get to his comment last time, so we're gonna get to this one first. Uh, See how much we love we'll, our listeners. Yeah, I mean, we do remembers. forget things, but uh, keep us honest. And if we forget, I'm sorry. We'll uh, we'll do our best to get back to it. So, anyways, what will be the players' mentality who have returned from the World Cup? Uh, and, well, this was a couple weeks ago. He uh, was mentioning the management change, the potential of the management change, which doesn't look like it's happening. But, uh, anyways, the mentality of these guys coming back, I think specifically, if I was to guess, Di Maria was probably one of the big questions. Uh, but even like Weston McKennie, all these guys coming back, are, are, they, are their heads going to be in the game? Or, or are they just gonna be like, yeah, no, I did what I did what I need to. Western Western scares me. I'm hearing that he's, you know, he's an expendable. He's uh, 
we're just waiting for the right offer and that's not a good that's not a good sign for a player or maybe it is good he'll try to impress now that i think about it his future team uh but the potentials of who we're bringing in i'm i'm really excited about a couple of names but going back to the question i don't know it's a tough one what do you guys think so i've got maybe four players with question marks um everyone else seems fine uh guys bremer showed up during christmas to training like he showed up literally the christmas eve to come and train at the the contenasa same thing with keza moisey keen all of them everybody shows up so everyone that's physically capable to run or move or do anything everybody showed up i mean the only question marks that you really have is going to be your rabio paredes and di maria just because they just played the final and then also di or Pare- all three of those players are potentially gone at the end of the season. So, like, mentally, yeah. that's where you're kind of concerned about. McKenny on his hand, I understand a lot of the concern just because he's being listed for sale. But, again, for him, I got to ball out because that's the difference between me getting a good contract somewhere in the Premier League, a lucrative contract, and, you know, going to Brighton or some random bottom-tier Premier League team. So, like, McKenny for McAllister. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's the thing. So, like... I think there's only three players that we're really kind of questioning mentality wise, but that's just because at the end of the year they're done anyways. I I, I, I feel would... like I feel like sorry to interrupt no, again. As always, I, that's what I do. Um, Got to keep the show going. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like at the end of his spell with Juve, Di Maria would be just a footnote. I'm afraid. I I think he'll play a few games here and there. He'll be injured a lot of the time. I mean. Is it, even the World Cup, he wasn't he injured for a few games? Wasn't his? I think he took a knock. Against... Yeah, he he sat out a match, I believe. Yeah, right. Um, but again, I can't hate him. My my wife, she was in tears when she saw how how he was crying on the sidelines when I think they went two two, and just the nerves and the and he got a lot of shit for it, uh, you know, unfairly. You know, he did he did his thing. He did, and then you're sitting at on the bench not being able to help you know uh but anyways uh di maria rabio really impressed you know he he did his thing and uh he proved that he's a he's a good player and i've supported him all this time um let's get to the next question i don't i don't want to get too stagnant sorry sorry boys okay yeah um so this one's from kb on discord so i'm saying where they all come from just so you guys yeah. know we're, we're literally everywhere um so just mm-hmm. whatever your platform is hit us up on it discord twitter instagram uh we don't really have an official you don't even you always make fun of facebook for right? i don't even know if that's let us know if you want a no facebook way. page we'll, we'll make it um no <laughs> no okay uh anyways from kb tiktok baby tiktok, TikTok. is where it's at yeah Whoever, I, I, ref, if, I refuse to put that on my phone if, if you're listening and you want to run out of tiktok page please reach yeah, out to let me. somebody else do it i that's i, I don't do I, I i look at instagram <laughs> I, I look at Instagram reels and like, you know, these funny videos, relatable videos people make. And I, and I look at them and it's like, oh, you know, 20,000 followers on Instagram. And then their TikTok information is like, yeah, half a mil on TikTok. It's like the difference yeah. is major. It is crazy. I, I don't know. You can can only handle so much. Like I do the Twitter stuff. Dash does the Instagram yeah. stuff. We, we try to split things I up. I appreciate you guys. No, I'm, I'm just joking. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's a lot. We, we Social media like, is a lot. We need to like... TikTok's like something you need like a 14 or a 15 year old that knows what's trending. Sure. Cause like yeah. you need to use it. Cause TikTok's algorithm is nuts, man. You got to use the right music, the right filters, the right. <laughs> it's too much work. Yeah, yeah, we're, I, we're too, we're too old. It that. takes two and a half hours <laughs> to make a damn TikTok video. I know. I know. Oh, shout okay. out to, sh- shout out to Nilesh, by the way, our, yeah. our 
our Reels Master General. He's uh he's Juventus HQ on Twitter and Instagram. He's he he's he's the guy who's famous for those black and white photos. A really, really nice editor too. Those those photos yeah. look sick. And, there's a and couple all of the shorts too. All all the shorts he does shorts, for us on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. You know, Nilesh, if you guys if you guys got a couple bucks, you know, hire my boy. He's a he's a hard worker. Yeah. Throw throw a couple dollars his way. Anyways, KB from Discord. Yeah. Okay. So after Okay, after witnessing this World Cup in many countries having players from different origins, is it safe to say club soccer, soccer football is better is the better version of for football? I mean, many countries teams are so diverse that they have lost identity in his opinion. That's a good question. Well, you see this France gets nailed a lot for this. But I mean even even my Canadian team, they're all from the Caribbean. So <laughs> So the interesting thing about KB's question is, so recently they did this about 10, 12 yeah, years ago. He's racist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, he's just, he's just uh, has brand new couple weeks old baby girl. So congratulations. Oh, yeah, congratulations. He has a new Little dad. Juventina. I love uh, it. Hey man, it. as a, as a, as a dad whose first, first born was a girl, it's the best feeling, man. Enjoy it. Then you can get a little KB second. <laughs> <laughs> start pumping them suckers out but uh you know so this was interesting guys so fifa changed their laws about like 10 12 years ago where you can play for a country that you have a passport for not the origin country that you were born in um because back then it was if you were born in this country you have to play for this country whereas now is if you have a passport a you know a functional passport and you have not played for any other international team you are free to choose between the passports that you have the United States has been doing this. Um, France has been doing this. The U.S. really did it under Jurgen Klinsmann in 2014 when they opened that rule up because they were bringing in a bunch of players born in, in the Netherlands, Germany, et cetera. Like, for example, uh, McKenney and Ser Serginio Dest was born in the uh, in the Netherlands. Netherlands? Yeah. Yep. And then McKenney technically was born in Germany. So, yeah. uh, But it was on his military, military service. Yeah. Well, that's technically... America still the way it works yeah, but but you know the idea is is a lot of like for example a lot of the French players are born uh might be born from different countries they immigrated with their parents and then they got French visas or French citizenships I mean guys we almost did that with Suarez or we could have done that with Dybala um Dybala had an Italian passport but he chose Argentina so same thing with Lionel Messi um Lionel Messi could have gone and played for Spain but instead he chose to play for Argentina or, or you have like Jorginho that chose Italy instead of Brazil yeah and then Bremer had the option as well um, yeah so I, would I mean, say, look at uh, Bo Boateng brothers. They played yep. for two different countries. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say nowadays that we're seeing international football switch to club football um, because hmm, now a lot of international uh, football associations are trying to get the best players possible. Like a lot of countries and, and here's where it kind of gets a little bit grimy, too. So I'll give you guys some background uh, European government stuff. A lot of governments, because of how competitive the international stage is for football, are willing to make leeways to assign passports to players so they can play for respective national teams. So um, it's the same thing with, like, for example, Jaka and uh, Shakiri. Um, both of them are Albanian-born, Albanian citizens that play for the Swiss, uh, for the Swiss national team. Um, mm -hmm. Because, again, Switzerland's known for doing this, where, you know, they give a faster, you know, faster pathway to citizenship for players. But... Um, a lot of these national teams, a lot of these countries, especially European countries now are doing this and they're pulling in a bunch of other players from all over the globe. So I would say international football is starting to shift to club football shortly. Yeah, the, the lines are certainly blurring. 
Yeah. Yeah, Farhad. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with that. He he nailed it. I mean, he steals our thunder all the time. So I don't, exactly. I don't know if he can. Right, guys. By the way, uh, one thing we didn't mention is Dash does has have um, uh, a short segment on the YouTube channel uh, dedicated to tactics. I know a lot of people are interested. A lot of youngsters going, uh, you know, uh, coming up want to know about the game. He's actually a coach in the real in real life also. So he's uh, I we're, I was like, dude. Let's tone down the tactics. Let's just give you a separate segment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He offered it himself. Uh, all right. Let's let's do one last question. And, okay. And so we have a lot in here. We have three more questions, pick, pick, but pick a we'll good one, do man. one. Pick a good one. Um, so because Farhad, this one went specifically to you. So I'm just trying to split it up. KB, He's AG, well, AJ, sorry. We'll get to yours on our next episode. Probably uh, the third. Anyways, Patrick Van Camp off Twitter. What was your favorite? Go pack, go baby! Yeah, yeah, there you go. What was your favorite and least favorite moments from this calendar year? Obviously, the fiasco, but we can can we select something else? So he doesn't want to talk about the the last couple weeks here, but overall, I I love. I know it's 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 got little to do with stuff on the field, but I loved meeting the team. Uh, We were, you know, in summer, Juventus came to Los Angeles. We were lucky enough to be invited through the official fan club in LA. Uh, met everyone, sat down with McKinney, chatted with him, uh, made him follow me on, on Instagram, kind of cornered him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've written to him several times, but there's no there's no reply. But it's it's cool having him. Um, yeah, getting autographs and, you know, that famous viral video where uh, Perrin was giving the gloves to, to a kid next to me yeah. and the kid just broke down in tears. That was cool. I got a lot of, have a lot of videos and, and photos pictures with del piero Kellini, and nedved um yeah it was it was a fun fun event i love when they come to visit visit the u.s this time the support was immense i mean there were fan clubs from all over north america that came to visit and the outreach was great um juventus still have a lot of work to do as far as international outreach i feel like there's still we're still kind of lagging behind because everything could be done on such a more professional level and being a technically a president of a fan official fan club, I shouldn't be saying all these things, but uh, you, you put me in charge, baby. You we have the greatest meetup. <laughs> there will be disco balls and, and uh, uh, music playing, but it was, it was a really nice event. I only kid. Uh, but as far as the, I mean, there was not much we can talk about. I guess the last six games that we won with a clean sheet were, um, something to celebrate finally because the beginning of the season god damn that was rough yeah 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 it was the monza the monza game was a was oh. a, the, the worst right that was the that the that was the low point for sure yeah. of the season mm-hmm. absolutely that was rough like no nobody and we're like perpetual positivity I, I, we're we're fanboys. We're a bunch of fanboys here, right? Like we just love the team so much that we're always positive. And after Monza, I don't think like, that's we true, were... man. I mean, we 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 have no problem. Kind of. I don't know what you guys do over there on YouTube, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like we we Giants tr- podcast. We... Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. If we it's everyone has their own opinions, I, of course, but I we try to mean. keep the the good times going. You know, we we're here to have fun and and be fans, right? There's, there's, but after Monza, I know. Yeah, there's other channels. We won't name any names, but no, they can be they can be qu- they can be quite negative with the with their reactions. And like you said, you know, we're we're lucky enough to have this 
way to talk to fans and we're not going to blast the team every chance we get it's like it's like that famous little uh car cartoon cartoon picture where an old man is holding up a uh umbrella above his old wife saying you know i still love you even though i'm mad at you yeah uh, i'm really looking forward to the next five months or so man awesome. i am desperately trying to get to turin by may maybe even do a little something with Maurizio and shout outs to him. He did appear on our last video, right? Uh, he couldn't make it, unfortunately. You know, oh, uh, He did give a shout out though. Uh, he, he did say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everyone. So uh, he did give his regards. I was, and there's the funny things like, okay, it's going to be 10 o'clock in Italy when we're, when we're doing the show. Like I'm, I'm worried it's too late. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Kevin was the other one in Italy that we know. No, they're both out for dinner. That's why they couldn't make it. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. We, we had we had Beppe make a cameo too. So oh that's awesome. Yeah, so Beppe let's do out. let's do a couple of let's let's you know I don't like going over an hour. So let's do a couple of shout outs. Uh obviously everybody knows uh Giuseppe Bognani. Check out uh Uncle Beppe will love him. We got a couple of projects with him coming up. Uh shout outs to Dan Colosimo Colo99 please go on his Instagram I always try to on on our Instagram. I try to post his edits. Uh, he's also available for video editing and 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 he did our intro. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's everywhere. Please reach I, out. And our and our logo for that for the matter. I mean, you know? every everything, yeah. pretty much everything. Um, shout out to Maurizio. Like I said, I I am trying to go to Turin in May. I don't know if that will happen, but it'll Hopefully. be a game time decision to go hang out with those guys. It's been a while. If you go into Turin to watch the game. You got to do it through around Turin, which is now like they have a bus, they have a pregame, a postgame. It's We're a whole up. whole day of experiences with with Maurizio. He's really grown a lot, and I'm really proud of him. Uh, shout outs to you guys, Kevin, who lives in Turin, who goes to the stadiums. All of the footage that you get, that's firsthand. That's that's we're not yeah. ripping it from anyone. That's and, our and that is with Maurizio too. He's going with around Turin, doing yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So you kind of get a just watch Kevin's videos. We have a playlist with all the stuff on the YouTube. Uh, just to get a feel if that's something you want. That's available. He'll hook you up. Yeah, interviews and and you know, there's this is just us six months in, guys. That's this is just the beginning. We will be. Uh, we will be celebrating 2,000 fans and 3,000 followers soon, hopefully. Um, anyone else you guys want to mention before we go? Uh, Nilesh, we did the shout-out for him. Uh, you guys know Zaki Stugatz. He, he used yep. to write for us, and I used to write. His, I used to read out his stuff uh, yeah. on the podcast. We're trying to do a video with him. He's also a famous streamer, apparently. He does all this. He does Twitch streaming. Yeah, he was and on he, our Festivus special on our last episode, yeah. so he's – yeah. Yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. on with us too. Yeah, you two guys know. So it'll be fun. Um, 2023 will be fun. Um, any any personal goals? Like, just to be serious, um, any personal achievements or goals you're trying to? Uh, I mean, obviously the 1,000, 99 away at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, like I said, yeah. 1,000 unlocks us. Uh, so much more we can do at that point. We are so close. Yep. That's let's it. it. Let, let's do it. Let's let's do this in the next few days. Let's let's just create a fake YouTube account. And just follow us. <laughs> just, just sign Unfortunately, up, we still that that doesn't really help us. We want like legit yeah. ones because of the watch hours involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's make this real. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. while you're yeah, people, while you're gaming or you're doing your stuff on the side, just pull up one of our videos. Just play it, play it the entire time through, just to build the watch hours. Or even just to go to sleep. Uh, Dash's voice. Yeah. Just go to sleep with me. That's awesome. You to sleep with tactics. Um, Boys and girls, 
you know how much we love you episode 206 thank you for being with us um hope you missed us as much as we missed you and um yeah stay hydrated check on your friends especially this time of year a lot of people feel lonely and uh uh need a little support just a little text might make someone's day so do that and uh forza juve thank you boys happy new year happy new year Thank you.